Hello and welcome back to Delara's Diary, the best corner of the internet ever. Um, yeah, basically I get these random powerful thoughts sometimes and then I write them down so I don't forget it and I encourage all of you to do the same. Every time you get a thought that just kind of stops you in your tracks, write it down because you will forget. Here's what I've contemplated lately. I was going to say, here's what I've contemplated this week. But I don't want to insinuate that this is a weekly thing. It might be, if that's the wave I'm on. Well, okay, actually, this is one of my revelations. So let me give you the backstory. Let me give you the back backstory. I'm a really good rationalizer. I have realized this about myself. And it's really, so it's very powerful to be a good rationalizer because it also is what allows you to have a positive mindset when it comes to approaching everything in life and I think that that is a really big advantage to have I think if you can cultivate the ability to get creative in the way you see things so that you can see them in a positive way or from the lens of gratitude, I believe that some really powerful shit can happen. But just like on a physiological level, like you're not putting yourself through as much stress and it's just more fun to live life through a positive framework. But anyway, you have to become a good rationalizer. How freaking motherfucking ever being a really good rationalizer can sometimes bite you in the ass because because um I have been rationalizing some things that maybe weren't serving my highest good and one of the things I realized through extensive journaling is that I have been rationalizing my desire for freedom like my I have been putting freedom as like my number one value like it is so important for me to feel free and I wasn't realizing and like also like there is science that supports this idea that too much freedom actually leads to inaction and it's because of something called the paradox of choice and so I started looking into it a little bit and I have realized, well, I'm about to share with you because I think that like as soon as I figured this out, I was like texting the people that I love, like you guys, everyone, <laughs> I have a revelation for everyone. And something else I've realized is like a lot of what I aim to talk about on this podcast and the content that I put out is just stuff that I naturally can't shut up about. The stuff that like when I'm with my friends or my family, I'm talking about anyway. And I think a lot of people that want to get into the space of creating often struggle with like, well, what do I have to share? Like, what should I do on the Internet in order to also like get me closer to a state of freedom? And I'm not saying that freedom is a bad thing. We'll talk about it. But what I'm trying to say is 
ask yourself, what are the things that you naturally can't shut up about? That's actually also a really good question to ask yourself just to take kind of inventory of what is taking up the most space in my mind right now. Because if you can't shut the fuck up about like shit that's going wrong, (laughs) then you, you should probably look into that because that's not how it should be. I guess a better maybe question to ask, at least when it comes to terms of what you should you be creating, it's like, if everything is going right, what is something I can't shut up about? Maybe that's a better way to frame it. Anyway, I, so obviously I, I I haven't had any shame around being inconsistent with posting whether it be for the podcast or otherwise. And it was because I really valued the fact that I had the freedom to, I I only wanted to show up if I felt inspired. Well, that was like one of my rationalizations. It's like, I should only do something if I feel inspired to do it. I, I think others should only do things when they feel inspired to do it. And yes, like I still believe that, but, Someone sent me this answer. Okay, so I posted on um, my Instagram, I posted a story where I asked my audience, would you rather, let's let's say you have a favorite creator who has a YouTube channel or a podcast, would you rather them post consistently even if they aren't inspired or inconsistently but you know they're inspired? And the poll ended up being about 40% voting for posting consistently even if they aren't inspired and 60% voted for inconsistently knowing that they are inspired but someone sent me this answer which I really loved and was like I thought really inspiring let me pull it up it says well there was two answers actually I want to share one of them was I think the thing with podcasts Selfishly, I love to see my favorites pouring into their craft and getting better each time. And I think that is possible through just staying consistent and pushing through the inspiration slumps and keep the momentum going because we as listeners get to also be part of our favorite creator's growth process and evolution. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's totally valid. Like, I I agree. And someone else said, the creator's mental health should come should of course come first but honestly as a follower we just want to feel like we get to hang out and get a snippet of your life the good the bad the imperfect so having something consistent to look forward to is more enjoyable than having only the perfect video every now and then and I was like wow I never even thought about it that way and I think maybe I was just putting too much pressure on myself that like I had to feel inspired enough to make something really good because like it was unacceptable to me to make something really good without realizing that like in order for me or for anyone to get to the point of being really good at something, you just have to keep doing it consistently. (laughs) I was like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, you just have to keep doing it consistently. And I thought about like even my walks, for instance, like if I just waited for inspiration or to feel inspired enough to go on a walk, I wouldn't have created a habit, which ultimately became a part of my identity. So now it feels like I'm just inspired to go on a walk every day. 
it feels that way and I, I like I am but it's more so the fact that it is just a part of my identity now you know what I mean and and I think with any thing that we want to do more of in this life it's just yeah I mean we can't avoid it like consistency is super important and it's all about the balance between discipline and freedom but what I've been reading recently is that like having like the more disciplined you are the more room you create for freedom and also the room more room you create for creativity which I mean or you could even argue like creative freedom you get more of the good stuff when you have I don't want to use the word rigid but like structure like structure and structure and consistency really do go hand in hand and creativity responds well to structure it responds well to constraints like I actually realized the value of school in many ways or the value of um non uh, or like jobs that exist within structures is deadlines like for me I think all most of at least at this point most of the information that you are exposed to and that you learn in school I would say for the most part is available online but the reason why school I feel like really transforms you or like for the better is because of deadline after deadline after deadline and maybe after being subject to deadlines for so long I just needed to rebel from them for a while and rebelling from them meant me having to rationalize in order for me to not feel um I don't know like I wasn't being the version of myself that was making the right choice, I guess. Um, I just, it wasn't like, there are so many pros to the period, but like I, consistency wasn't my, wasn't my thing. Um, but I did, I feel like, heal a lot of the parts of myself that were, that was um, hurt by like the rigid deadline lifestyle for so long. And now I'm like becoming friends with it and I'm realizing and I'm reflecting that the times in my life where I had more deadlines, more short deadlines are the times where I have experienced the most creative flow so something we're thinking about and something I'm excited to be thinking about and again it really comes down to the balancing of making sure you're not burning out and like feeling like if I don't make this deadline then you start like punishing yourself like that should obviously be avoided but uh, but it can't also be the other end of the spectrum where 
it's you're just like anti-deadline which is kind of where I was I just wanted to give myself the space to exist without a deadline and like know that version of myself and I feel like I I met her and she's great but I'm also really excited to meet the version of myself that is not resistant or but has to deal with it or has the ability to to um to reject them now I'm just like excited to be homies with deadlines at least in the context of newer things in my life um yeah so there's actually the idea of the paradox of choice comes from the larger idea that the less choice you have equates to more action there was a very famous study that was done in the year 2000 and the subject of the study was jam here's what one article says it says in 2000 Psychologists Sheena Iyengar and Mark Lepper from Columbia and Stanford University published a study about jams. On a regular day at a local food market, people would find a display with 24 different kinds of jams. Then on another day at that same food market, people were given only six different types of jam choices. Guess which display led to more sales? Exactly. Iyengar and Lepper found that while the big display table with 24 jams generated more interest, people were far less likely to purchase a jar of jam than in the case of the smaller display, about 10 times less likely. The study shows that while choice seems appealing at first sight, choice overload generates the wrong results. In other words, choice paralyzes the consumer. And it's not just the sales volume that's impacted. Customer satisfaction takes a hit as well. In the study, the bigger display of jams led to a lower customer satisfaction than the smaller display, proving that choice can actually demotivate the customer. Since 2000, there's been a ton of research on the topic and studies in other areas like food and clothing that have shown the same results. So more isn't always better. But where lies the right balance? In an extensive study published by the Journal of Consumer Psychology in 2015, researchers analyzed a total of 99 choice studies and specifically looked at those cases in which reducing choices helped to boost sales. They found four criteria that motivate consumers to buy. Number one, when people want to make a quick and easy choice. Number two, when the product is complex, so fewer choices help the consumer make a decision. Number three, when it's difficult to compare alternatives. And four, when consumers don't have clear preferences. So as you can see, when it comes to choices, less is more. And I realize that this so can apply to life as well. For instance, we can even take the fact that like, clearly I am being kind of led to this because I made the choice recently to wear only black. And in one of these articles that I was reading about the topic, they actually reference, I guess, both Steve Jobs and Barack Obama who did the same thing because they're just reducing the amount of choices that they have to make so that they can take action. And something I noticed was when I was thinking too much about what I wanted to wear. I mean, it's just something I struggled with all through school. It's kind of silly to think, but it actually does take a lot of, 
it doesn't even have to be a lot. It takes up enough mental space where I could have just been devoting that somewhere else. And I've just been loving the all black lifestyle. It's been so great. I, I heard some people are doing it with like neutrals, but also you guys, like as I'm going on my walks, my hikes and stuff, I see so many girls in like a cute, like all black set. And I just feel like we're like a fucking army. I love it. Anyway, so I'm excited to start implementing more consistency across the board on everything instead of going so fucking ham on the freedom side. Like it's been real and it's been great and there's been a lot of value that I've derived from that too. And I feel so privileged to even like have the ability to go there and and explore that part of myself. But I'm ready to explore more. And that is something else that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about, like just exploring more, like doing new things more often, whether that's like if you're going on your daily walks, like switch up your route, switch up where you're going for walks, go on a walk somewhere you've never gone before, do an activity you've never done before, like take a class for something you've never done, try a new restaurant, like don't get stuck eating the exact same thing yes there again like it's a balance like there is value in routine and consistency with the things that you do but to the extent that you can it's important to diversify your experiences because putting yourself in new environments and and new like stimulus gives you more experiential surface area this was something that i wrote down putting yourself in new environments gives you more experiential surface area you get to you get to extract more out of life more lessons what oh my siri thought that i was talking to her that just scared the shit out of me oh my god like my heart is beating (laughs) whoa ah okay I live alone, so like hearing another voice just scared me, and I have my headphones on. Okay. I like never get scared because I am in such a safe building, and there's like, there's just (laughs) one of the amazing things about living in a building, and why I knew I had to live in a building. Like, in a perfect world, I would love to live in a fucking like cottage in Silver Lake and just be on like my princess vibes and have like a gorgeous backyard and nature and all that but I like living alone as a woman and this is just another thing like another privilege I don't think like men realize that they have but I just wouldn't feel safe I wouldn't feel safe like knowing I don't know like someone could fucking just break in like from the street um even if i had cameras like whatever i wouldn't be able to have that full feeling of um safety going to bed wait this is so negative i don't want to i don't want to like scare anyone but that's just like my i don't even think that that wouldn't happen but just being a girl alone i don't know i'm not brave enough i have to i have to be in a building where there is multiple barriers to entry before um 
anyone can be close to me while I'm sleeping. You know what I mean? Anyway, what was I saying? Um, yeah, new experiences, super important. And like something I've been doing, I like I've been going to new beaches, like trying to switch up the beaches that I visit. And I found one of the most beautiful beaches I have ever been to. It like, it feels like, it feels like, here's the thing, like, let's say, so if you don't know already, I um, am not able to travel because of my immigration status as a DACA recipient. I can't leave the country. I've never left the country. So my like ability to travel is very limited for now. And sometimes it feels like I really hate the lack of freedom when it comes to that. I don't hate it. I don't hate it because I realize that like all travel is it's it's um <laughs> maybe this is me rationalizing. At least for now like what travel is is a new environment. It's seeing something for the first time. And when I was at this beach, it felt like I was in a different country. First of all, everyone was gorgeous on this beach. I don't know what the fuck, like, why or how, but I felt like I was in a music video. It was just so fab. And um, it felt like I was in a different country. And I just, there have been times where, like, I have been in a new state or something. And I'm like, this... I'd, like it's so hard to wrap your head around the fact that you could be like so many hours away from somewhere else like the only place that's real is just where you are right now and so even maybe if someone is listening who is in the same situation as me and can't travel like you can still have new experiences you don't have to I don't I don't want to subscribe to the story that like I don't have freedom because like, okay, I can complain all day about the fact that I can't be in like Finland, right? Like one of my friends just got back from from Finland and Italy and it's I'm so happy for them. Like it looked like the most beautiful trip, but I can't say that and then not even explore like literally what's around me. And I have been finding the most magical things and I want to share them so bad because like I want people to experience the beauty and the joy and the wonder. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the beauty and the joy and the wonder of like these hikes and these places. But I also want to freaking gatekeep because like, I don't want them to lose their magic and their wonder and like, I don't know, not be able to, because then there's like the whole like being perceived thing, which I don't mind when it's you guys, but I don't know. There, There is something nice about like keeping some things for yourself, at least until maybe like you grow out of them and you're not doing it anymore that you can share. But I struggle because sometimes I I really don't want to gatekeep, but I have to. And sometimes I think like, okay, like relax. Like it's not that fucking big of a deal. Like 
you can talk about places you walk but the thing is because I walk alone and um and like granted like I am protected but I think I'd just rather gatekeep but I've been really been enjoying these new experiences and I really recommend like just every day you should be trying something new and trying something new can mean something different it could be going to a new place it could be listening to a new genre of music it can be visiting a new museum taking a new class um meeting someone new like just it's really important to incorporate novelty in your life because life is too short to I don't know not experience as much as we can while still maintaining consistency it's just like this balance of the two um okay there's a revelation I had while I was on a walk the other day I really wanted to share with you guys that I think is really important and when I had this thought I was like hell yeah this makes so much sense um did I write it down of course I did where is it oh yeah okay 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 okay. are you freaking ready okay so I (laughs) so I realized oh shit what's happening what's happening I feel like the mic just was doing something weird Okay, we're good. We're Gucci. Okay, my realization. I realized that when something goes wrong, when something bad happens, it is very natural for us to want to make sense of it. Why did this happen? But for some reason, our first instinct, and maybe it's because this is what we're conditioned to believe from a young age, is that if something goes wrong, that we did something wrong, and that there is something wrong with us and there are a ton of negative implications from adopting that belief about yourself but the value that still is there even when you have the belief that there's something wrong with you and you did something wrong is like okay well at least I learned what I did wrong so that I can not do it wrong the next time okay or you can approach the situation under the mental framework that the thing didn't actually go wrong it is serving your highest benefit and part of that benefit was the preparation that you got for the situation that it's going to matter that you were prepared for like the way that I think about everything is that it's I'm either going to get what I want or I'm going to get the preparation for what I want because don't we want to be prepared by the time we get the things that we want like so many times in my life I have gotten a manifestation I've like gotten the thing that I asked for and I got it later than obviously like I got it maybe later than I expected that I would receive it but every time it happens I'm like, wow, thank God I didn't get this a day sooner, a moment sooner, because I wouldn't have been prepared. It came when I was prepared for it. And it's very natural to have desires that we're not prepared for. Like, we do probably have a set of desires we are already prepared for. And then there are some desires that we're not prepared for yet. But there's so much joy in the preparation and in the journey and 
and the connection of everything. But when you approach things, obstacles, resistance in your life, thinking that there's something wrong with you instead of this is actually me being set up for my highest benefit, there's a whole different mental process that's happening that is shaping your identity. And the last thing you want to do is have your identity be centered around anything that isn't love. Like, we should be loving ourselves into our evolution. Our evolution is not going to come from shame. And so I think that's just something important to remind yourself of when something doesn't seem to be going to plan. I encourage myself and everyone to remember that this is happening for my highest benefit and I'm just being prepared for the manifestation of my desire and I know that everything that I desire in this life is for a reason and will come at the perfect time as long as I continue to prepare myself like that quote I think it's luck is where preparation meets opportunity is so fucking valid like it really really is And I think that also probably has a relationship with consistency because preparation often is the result of just consistent effort, even if it's not fabulous every time. And that's something I'm learning. It's something a lot of the people who I'm close to are learning. I think kind of everyone is learning. It's all just like kind of this never-ending journey. And we just out here reminding ourselves and each other of these important ideas. Um, Yeah. So Venus is in retrograde. (laughs) Bro, everybody's breaking up. Not only the breaking, okay, for Sofia Vergara and her mans, Rosalia and her mans, Justin Trudeau, And his girl, like, what's happening? But also, I feel like a Venus in retrograde is also very much like people showing up from your past, which is crazy. And I think that there are multiple ways to approach that. I think it's important, like, during this time, if you are being presented with someone from your past to be very mindful of how like I think a lot of Venus in retrograde is like asking yourself like who who do I want to be is is this the highest version of myself is this the person that I see the highest version of myself being compatible with? I think that's a great question to ask when it comes to romance and whatnot. But yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of running into, not running into, well, just people from my past, I ran into one of my ops, you guys, (laughs) at, um, at the local store. And it wasn't, a store that 
had anyone in it besides me and my op. And I was nice and she was nice and it was fine. I did feel a little uncomfortable. Like this was someone who I really loved and found out, you know, she was not saying the most supportive and loving and kind things about me, which was really heartbreaking, but it is what it is and everyone has their own issues and it really is no hard feelings. It was, that's, I felt, (laughs) it's funny because like in the beginning, I felt totally calm, like seeing her and I was like, hey, oh my God, like we, I was like, how are you? We just like said, what's up? And like, then it started to set in like a couple of minutes into chatting like I felt like my body kind of just I don't know it was not reacting well and I I had to get out of there because it didn't feel good but I just didn't want like there's just no point in being I just feel like there's no point in being anything but loving because why am I going to lower my vibration you know what I mean for anything and yeah I I felt so I felt like a little bit like I was violating my own boundaries by not like being colder because I'm like I want to be authentic is this but it is it is authentic I don't know it's hard it's hard like I, I asked my friend I'm like what what would you have done and my friend's like oh you know um they'll know if if I don't like them or like whatever I just I I don't know how to not be nice (laughs) but I'm not mad about that either like what do I gain what do I gain by being salty what do I gain by being cold like I guess I guess I'm just always gonna do what feels natural and and what I did is what felt natural and it was fine and I feel fine about it but just like the retrograde is wild the retrograde is wild there was oh my god there was a guy (laughs) there was a guy I went on a date with like two years ago one date and before the date uh, we were like chatting and I just thought he was so perfect I was so excited to meet this guy like on paper he was doing everything for me absolutely gorgeous like I think he's six five um I loved his work I love his work and like the texting leading up to us meeting each other was soap like he just did everything right and we even checked our co-star compatibility and it was like off the charts it was crazy we were both like really shocked we were like i've never seen this much compatibility before it was so he's a leo i'm an aries and but it was like a lot more than anyway and then we went on a date and i was not feeling it i was i was attracted to him but i was not feeling it and physical attraction is just not enough for me there has to be like a deep like emotional and mental connection for me to like want to see someone again and so the next day I texted him and I was like hey like you're great I just don't see this I I don't I, I didn't feel a connection between us 
I don't know, some standard boilerplate, whatever. And he was like, I get it. Like, that's fine. And he texted me like a few times over the years and I just didn't respond. I don't even remember not. I don't remember him texting me and I don't remember not responding to him. But like, I just it wasn't in my mind. And then two years later, um, I don't even know. Maybe he came up on my for you page or something. I don't know. And we reconnected and we saw each other and it was just so different. Like I was for sure a different person. He was a different person. I think I didn't even know. I just knew I didn't feel a, a spark or a connection the first time. And, and the second time I saw him totally differently. And I was like, wow, Venus in retrograde is so real. It's so real. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that will unfold. But it was just fascinating to think that um, people can just like, you know that quote, like, n- no man is ever the same man when he steps into a river. What is it? A river. The river is not the same river. I don't fucking, I think you guys know what I'm talking about, but the point is, is we're all changing and oh, one of my favorite parts about this whole fucking thing is this guy has such good taste in music and we made a playlist and I've just been like, there's just nothing like a, a, a playlist with someone you have a crush on and sharing it and like adding to it and just learning like especially when they add a song that's really good I just feel I feel really it makes me feel some type of way I just love um music compatibility I feel like it's one of like the most beautiful forms of intimacy and yeah my music taste is changing like every week significantly which is really cool just to see the evolution of it all and yeah the evolution of everything the evolution of me the evolution of you the evolution of the world and it's cool to yeah be in a routine and witness the evolution of it all and to take the pressure off of myself and to chill on the freedom a little bit a little bit let's we're we're structure girls this week i'm stoked i'm really excited i hope you guys have an amazing rest of your whatever And I'm sending you so much love, hugs, kisses, squeezes. And like I'm I'm doing a shimmy on you. Does that make sense? Thanks for hanging out with me. And if you liked this episode, make sure to give it five stars or leave a review if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts. Love you so. Bye-bye.